and uh, I was like straight on the on the sand, like digging in with my eyeballs. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I on a knee? <laughs> what am I doing? Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And on today's episode, we are going to just ramble. <laughs> Talk utter nonsense. Yeah, this is the best way, isn't it? People seem it to is. like us talking nonsense. The problem is we keep ringing each other during the week for updates and whatever, and then we realise we get to the show and we're like, bollocks, we should just have recorded that conversation. Yeah, and then we get to say. this and we've got nothing left to say. <laughs> yeah, so you feel like you're repeating yourself, but I always feel like I'm repeating myself anyway, so it really doesn't make that much difference That's to fine. me. I've got a terrible memory, so I've forgotten yeah. what I've said. Yeah, I've got, well, I've got about three stories and I just keep repeating them, so don't yeah, worry about word, that. Word yeah, for word as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got completely memorised like a film script. <laughs> Um, yeah, before we get into this one, though, we've got some discount codes. So your first one is for Surface Wetsuits, and this one has changed. So it's now UK Surf Show 22, and that is UK Surf Show 22, all one word, all lowercase, and that will get you 10% off Surface Wetsuits. And then we've got one for Northcore, which is UK Surf Show 15. That's all uppercase, one word. UK Surf Show 15 is in one five. And that's valid until December the 31st. And that point to note has also changed, just in case you try and use the old one. Yeah, and that will get you 15% off anything at Northcore. And also, we've got something that we're going to talk about in this one. We've got a discount code for you for Gripped. That is Surf Gripped, G-R-I-P-D, and use UK Surf Show 10, and that will get you 10% off Surf Gripped and Let's Potentially access to Ben Gravy yeah. <laughs> because Let, you're using it. Let's start on surf. Disclaimer <laughs> may not be true. <laughs> let's start on the surf grip though because I've used it now and I've literally. Mm. So, first time I took my board out with it on, I was like, right, uh, I think Sam sent me three or four packs for my long board, yeah. my new board. And I put it on and I used all of, all of the packs and there was still some at the top and bottom. So, the first time I took it out, like on my longboard. So when you like punch for a wave, if your feet are on the wait, back, wait, 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 that... wait, 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 before you got on to actually using it on the board, yeah. let's explain to people how you actually applied it. Because if anyone has seen grip through these sort of traction pads, there's quite a methodical method and you know, you end up losing the fingerprints of your thumbs or I did the first time, but I found a better technique. Pete here, the painter and decorator and all his infinite experience and wisdom. What did you do? I used a little seam roller for the uh, so wallpaper seam roller. I thought, I'm not losing my fingerprints like you did, because uh, I tried to put one on on my fingerprints. You can't get enough pressure. Little mini roller, just roller them on, stuck like absolute shit. When I saw your video, I thought two things. Firstly, I thought, genius. Secondly, yeah. I thought, fucking arsehole. Fuck <laughs> 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 did I not think of that? <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. good at burgling for like three weeks after it because nobody, yeah. I mean, I was the only guy with only four fingerprints, admittedly, on each hand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yeah. is probably still quite unique. Yeah, but the, the, I, I, as I say, like I put the stuff on my board and I put the, I can't remember if you sent me three or four for my longboard, first of all, mm. and I didn't have it right on the nose and right on the tail and it looked nice. But I found when I punched through a wave, if my feet were on the back and they weren't hitting the grip, it was right. slipping because there was nothing on okay. there. So I've now covered my board completely, top to bottom. And what I'm planning to do is work out as I surf it where I don't need them. And where I don't need them, 
I'll mm. take them off of. So it'll be some like weird and, pattern going on on the board. Uh, I assume because when you laughed at me when I asked, why don't you just put a tail pad on? That's not a thing longboardists do. <laughs> uh, no, not really. No, no. How are you supposed to land an air? Oh, well, I just do it anyway, mate. Yeah. Right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. The, the only air I land is when I've fallen off and I'm flying through the air. And I'll talk about that later as well. <laughs> that, that counts. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the surf grip, honestly, I cannot, like, you've you've like you've said before about stuff you know if anyone's saying something where they're getting something or whatever take it mm. with a pinch of salt um Definitely. but after using that myself now of your recommendation the stuff's fantastic and a couple of people have had a go on my board as well now and they they're like i, I didn't even notice didn't even notice it wasn't wax you know absolutely and that is it's the ultimate testimonial that to not even realize and that's exactly you know, what Ben Gravy said, I didn't, I didn't even realise. And he'd been surfing, what, his 744 meters at the wave the entire day. Yeah. We'd done the board swap, as I'm sure everyone's seen on the on the previous video. I don't oh, think you've like, mentioned that, mate, before. I haven't mentioned you want, it, no, yeah. no, I don't think you've mentioned that. Um, no one gets to surf my board either. But yeah. the fact he got straight on it, done on air, using grip to traction system that he's n- never probably seen before. Yeah. With that, like, what a testimonial. Like, yeah, I, I genuinely definitely. think, and, and just going to touch on what you said, that, you know, I wouldn't say take what influencers or people that are getting paid in products, don't take it with a pinch of salt, but just be aware of why that person's trying to sell you it because it doesn't necessarily mean they don't like it. Like for myself, I only will work with brands if I really love it because it's an easy yeah. easy sell, you know? Yeah, we've said the same thing as well on like on here before, like only mm. using, we'll only use stuff that we like. If we use something that's shit, we're quite happy to tell you because... Yeah. Well, you know, I don't want to offend people, but I don't don't care if someone sends you a shit product and you use it. I think you're better off saying, "Yeah, it's shit," and they can go back and change it. Then, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and companies that listen, I think, are the companies that make all the difference. Which I thought is why you know, um, Surface and Solite Boots, when they sort of exploded onto the market, I know they listened to their ambassador feedback. You know, yeah. and they took it on board, and a lot of these people were just regular surfers, yeah. and they were saying, "Well, this doesn't work, that doesn't work." And do you know what? They listened and went away and changed it. Like, what an ultimate way to run a business. I'm not saying every time someone's got a gripe, you yeah. have to go change everything you're doing. But I think it's just a really nice way to conduct yourself, especially as a, a, a new sort of product, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. I think like with Surf Grip, the only thing that would make Surf Grip better is if Sam personally came down and applied it to your board for you. So you didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice touch. Yeah. And uh, I, I, do you know what? To that's be the fair, personal found, service. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what you're paying for. And I, so I've done the one board, lost my thumbs, but then I've done three boards because I've now de-waxed yeah. everything. I've done three boards back to back and I just found a better technique where I retained my thumbs, thankfully. Just keep was, the back in and just push it on with yeah. that. No, no, no. I just wet in the thumb. Wet in the yeah. thumb worked really well. well if you, if make... you just keep the back in of the, when you take it off and put that on the front, you don't lose your thumbprints then because you're putting something over it as well. I know, but you still have to like press the air out yeah. of it because you can yeah, see but the you're difference. Not, you're not getting that rough, like the. It's not roughness, is it? It's like, well, it is roughness, but it's not rough like. Well. So that's the other thing. So, like the, the other traction pads, I've heard people say they're like sandpaper and they rip the shit out, they of, are, your grip, yeah. uh, out of your grip tape, out of your um, wetsuit. So the I can't remember which one it is. I think there's RS Pro and Hex Attraction, or they might be the same one. Yeah. But there's there's two or Vanderwall, that's it. And RS Pro. I can't remember which one's which, but I've now used both. Um yeah. on old uh, T Rex arms. One of his boards has got one of them. And honestly, it's like grip tape on a skateboard. Yeah. Like it's it I 
when I was standing up, it was fine. But when yeah. I was lying on it, oh man, honestly, it felt awful. And I could I could totally feel why it would be abrasive to yeah. a wetsuit. And I, I have got friends that used it and that's exactly what happened. Their new team suits got just ruined in the front. They were brand new. When they went back to that company, literally going back to what we just said a minute ago and yeah. said, look, this product's damaging my wetsuit. They were like, it's obviously an issue in your wetsuit. That's not a good way to, you know, take feedback, is it? No, no. I thought it was really poor, but yeah. Um, but you, you put your grip on because they are, I mean, they're not directional as in it doesn't matter which way they face, but they essentially have scales. They're like scales on a fish. Yeah. And they, I mean, for me, it's my OCD. They have to all face the same way. And no. you did not give less of a shit about that, which no. even now, is snapping me. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. It'd be like imagine you saw. Imagine you caught a fish and it had like three scales facing the other way. You'd be like, "Nah, I'm putting that one back." That's is, wrong you, don't, that you don't notice it on like you might notice it on a shorter board because you you'll see in that area. On a long board, you just don't notice it. It's so bloody big that you don't notice what's what. That's and I noticed cool. you said about that to me before about putting them all on in the same direction. I looked at it and I thought, "Don't make a bloody difference." What's he Big on difference. about? Just chuck them on there. No, definitely not. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. The board, your board looks amazing because you picked up I'll your new you boards. What. You've yeah. ripped it. It does yeah. look insane. It is fantastic. Dom's done an absolutely fantastic job. And so I said before, like, his – what he made me before, the board he made me before was brilliant, but it I, it didn't have enough volume for me because, right. well, just look at me, man. And I need, I need more volume. And this uh, this one he's put more volume in. I was it's silent there. Yeah. Fan, I know you were. I, that was, I was a, com- I was that was a compliment. That yeah, was a great. Compliment. <laughs> so, but th- there's more volume in this board, and it's fantastic. The way, the, it just I can't even explain everything about it. It's fantastic, mm. and um, I've surfed it three times now already since I've had it. And first time I took it out to Saunton, three times, two times. I can't remember. They all fade into one, don't they? After a while. Um, yeah. took it out in Saunton on a really small, small day okay. um, and it wasn't performing and I thought, oh, first time taking the board out on small waves, I was like, oh no, uh, something's wrong with this, blah, blah, mm. blah. A couple of bigger ones came through and it, boom, I was like, oh yeah, this is nice. Anyway, that was an all right surf, but it was just good to like pr- try out the board and the um, grip and stuff like that. Yeah. Fast forward to last weekend, I think it was. Last Sunday, I went down with my friend Ollie and met some friends down there and surfed it. And it was it was a weird day of surfing because it was like it, there was it was doing the thing Saunton does. If anyone that surfs Saunton will know, sometimes they come through and they look like they're going to be really good waves, and all of a sudden, okay. all the power just disappears out of them and like right. they don't like flatten out. There's just nothing in them, hmm. and it's a bit like that. And then it was a bit lumpy and blah blah blah. Anyway, I surfed the thing then, and it was, I probably that day I probably caught one of the best waves I've ever caught at Saunton. Really? Also, I nearly drowned. Also, I had one of the worst wipeout slam face breaking neck whip lashing things I've ever had at Saunton as well. Got a pit. So it was a surf of of all greatness all day. Um, I'll just talk you through the day then. Do it. So I got, you know, been out a little bit, caught a few little waves, nothing great. And then one wave came through and I got on this wave. I was going up and down the face of the wave and it sort of broken. It was breaking in front of me mm. and I managed to get in front of that white water and then it built back up again. 
And as I was coming down the wave, it started just in front of my face, started to curl over. And I'm thinking to myself, fucking hell, we're going to get barreled at Saunton here. Fucking hell, fucking hell. And then the whole thing just closed out on my oh. face. But that that was a wave that lasted a, a good, well, it always feels like ages when you're on the wave, doesn't it? And then you look yeah. back on it on a GoPro or something, if you've got one with you, and you go, oh, well, I was on that for six seconds. You know? Always disappointing. Never, ever look back. Ever. Yeah, it's never. always so disappointing. Yeah, same as sex. Never look back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, depends, depends what the guy's doing behind you, Pete. <laughs> well, there you go. But, um, yeah, so there's there's that one. And then, uh, then a couple of waves after that, I same sort of thing it was doing that thing of like no power and then there was power in the waves and i got on this wave and i started to paddle and i thought oh it's lost all power so i stopped paddling and then it just grabbed me and like flipped me and like so i was like right at the lip of the wave yeah and it flipped the whole board of me and my legs must have gone over my head about four times <laughs> I, I got to that point where i was like i've got no breath i can't breathe i can't breathe I, like, that panic set in and mm. i couldn't get up to, i thought i'm gone i'm gone <laughs> but no i wasn't <laughs> anyway <laughs> I, I kind of wish I was because the next wave was even worse. So <laughs> the next wave, I got on this wave and I I got on the wave and I did a big bottom turn. I, so I'd started to do um like faded takeoffs, you know, when you like take off to the left and then you go right. Yeah, I always try and do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've started to do them and I, I took off, did a big bottom turn, came back in, turned around, coming down the face of the wave, locked into the wave in the perfect position and shuffled my way to the front of the board thinking to Very myself, nice. I'm going to get two feet on the nose here. As I brought my other foot forwards, the whole nose just dug into like <laughs> the wave lost power. The whole nose dug into the front of the, uh, of the water. Yeah. Obviously I was going at some speed cause it had locked in and Jesus Christ, it threw me off so hard. My face hit the water and I heard a massive crack mm. and I, my jaw just went numb instantly. I thought, fuck, I've, bro- I've broken my jaw. Anyway, came up and I was like, oh, I can move my jaw. It's all right. And I thought, oh, this just really stung. My like, ears were ringing. Yeah. Go through, as I'm going through the rest of the day, I'm thinking, oh, my neck's starting to hurt. And I woke up the next morning and I could hardly even move my neck. I was like, I got fucking whiplash from surfing. Hell, man. Like, you must have hit hard. Oh, so literally, you know that slap? You get that slap when you hit oh, the water yeah, yeah, hard. I get that yeah. all the time, yeah. But that was off my face. <laughs> like, it slapped and cracked. <laughs> you know what, and I was do you know like, what I'm oh. thinking of? The, the vision I've got on my head of you you nosediving that when it lost all power is, you know them people do them off-road like segways. They've got the two wheels either side to stand on them. And they've, yeah. they've got the handle, you have to push forward, which yeah. leans the thing forward. But sometimes they just give way. So you have no yeah. more like resistance and yeah. just you lose power and you you're pushing to the floor. So your yeah, face bang, yeah. that's what I'm imagining you. Yeah, that was pretty much <laughs> that it. Wave. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And I, that got me thinking, right? So like I hit the wave then and that fucking hurt, right? Really like proper like ears ringing, thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm a bit dizzy here. Should I get out? Mm. Imagine that, right? So that's from like, I don't know what it was, three foot. Something like that, maybe maybe three foot, four foot. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was it wasn't big. Imagine three coming off of something high. like Nazare and like hitting the water on that when you travel. It must absolutely destroy your body. I wouldn't even want to imagine that though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, even in all the impact vests. Yeah, the thing is, most people I think work in surf Nazare in these big wave spots, and they do. They wear a lot of safety gear, helmets, impact vests, and whatever. But you've still got the cycles that will just go out in their bodies, yeah, and no, and no leash. And I'm like, yeah. man, that is that's mental. Yeah, what, what like, people? How how much I think surfing's progressed? 
like the fact that if you were somebody surfing Nazare, right, and you've been surfing Nazare for maybe the last 10 years, yeah. and I don't think many people would agree up till recently, surfing Nazare was just a case of hanging the fuck on and yeah. making the wave. And yeah. then Kai Bloody Lenny turns up and he's doing double 360 airs on an yeah. e-foil on a foil and you're like, where am I supposed to take it from there? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> slow it down. Release yeah. your updates like, you know, like Apple and slow, you yeah. know, like yeah. slowly to make money. Don't just turn up and do a double air. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. no one else has got a hope in hell. Yeah, just just absolutely <laughs> killed the spot. Yeah, that's it. Killed it. Oh, man. Yeah, but I, I it made me thinking about that because um, when I saw Ben Larg at the wave and he showed me that video of him coming off at Nazareth. Oh, savage, yeah, yeah. And he just like cartwheels down the face of the wave. Mm-hmm. And he, and I said to him, what was that feel like? He's like, yeah, it wasn't the best. I was like, that's <laughs> the way, that's the difference. I fall off a three foot and then he like mm. break my neck. He falls off at Nazareth and he's just like, yeah, it wasn't the best. But like you said, you know, when you, sometimes I'll try and like, um, I, I, I've not mastered this yet, but you know, sometimes when people kick off the back, but sometimes yeah. you'll do it because the, the wave's sort of cresting and you, you have to go through the wave and do that. Yeah. I've not mastered the going like through the water as I mean, as opposed to going over it. So yes. sometimes I'll do what I think is that. And all I'll do is end up headbutting the water. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like you said, it kills. It yeah. absolutely kills. Coming off a wave that big, you know, you see people on maybe six foot waves, yeah, like skimming down and it's like going down a mountain. It's like going down concrete. Yeah. Like water is hard, it's speed and with your motion. You're going yeah. down Nazareth, and I've seen that video. I, mean, I was there, I think, when Ben showed us that. And I, it was funny because that session, he had just come back. I think he surfed like a 70-footer at Nazareth. Yeah. And then he was just getting his ass handed to him at the wave. And he was yeah. like, I just can't figure it out. I can't get on me. It was just getting battered. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, saying that about the wave, uh, yeah, that's, that was the other surf I had. I, I surfed at the wave as well because uh, friend Zoe's been going on at me for ages to go and surf the wave with them. And I'm always like, no, no, no. Because like anyone that's heard before on here, mm. um, I, I like the wave. I think it's a great vibe and everything like that. But I've never really got on surfing it. Right. Um, I don't know what it is. Anyway, I took out this Mick Fanning nine-foot board they had, which had, had more foam than, I don't know, a foamy thing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever foamy thing. Was that was like hard there. bottom, proper fins, soft top? Yeah, yeah. And. Yeah. That thing was awesome. It had so much volume in it. I caught every single wave I paddled for in that nice. in that set, and it was I was getting probably in that in that whole session, and I was probably getting two or three waves per set that was coming through on it. Yeah, thing was absolutely awesome, and I, I, I was still waiting for my board from Dom, and I was actually contemplating actually getting one of these in really? the meantime. I was waiting, yeah, and okay. then he, he he texted me and said it's ready. Um, but yeah thing is absolutely incredible and i had such a great surf at the wave and i was like all right i want to go back now um because of longboarding i've never i've never wanted to go anything higher than the sort of intermediate because i i don't think it's that good but people have now said to me now you've got the hang of that intermediate yeah. go to the advanced on on the longboard oh, and you can still do yeah. it it's still doable to be fair i always find it baffling people that do that take off on a longboard like i i, I just i don't it looks awful because that's a that's a shallow shallow area and yeah. a very close wall to suddenly find your board munching it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I'm curious actually. Somebody that surfs a longboard predominantly and jumping onto a foamy of probably similar length with a lot more float. How do yeah. you find that transition? I found the foamy easier. What easier to maneuver? Uh, yeah, easier in everything. Really? Everything all about it was easier because I don't know what it is because there was there's the, it. 
there's more volume in it it feels like but it doesn't feel as heavy as a normal board so it feels like you can right. move it easier around and stuff like that yeah. but yeah it was, it was um definitely I was, I was well impressed with it and to the point where i was thinking i might just get a foamy for like even if it's just one that i could take to the wave because it doesn't matter if yeah, you like yeah, yeah. smash the shit out of it at the wave like half their boards are just knackered there anyway aren't they yeah I entered the uh, Army Surfing Longboard comp, I think it was back in March, our last competition. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, I'm a shortboarder, but I, I will get on a longboard. So we, we're doing an Army Surfing comp down at, um, at Perimporth uh, along the beach. And, uh, you know, I wanted to enter the longboarding contest because it's just something else to do. Yeah. And I'd done all the shortboard stuff all morning, and there was no more longboards in our store. So... Because we have our own boards, we've got a lot of Skinner boards, and we've got a lot of Surfboards UK yeah. uh, limited short boards as well in mid lengths. And the only long board was left was a, a foamy, but a big like nine foot swelly board. You know, the yeah. I think they're like yellow on top, blue on the bottom. But yeah. They only have a plastic single fin, and don't get me wrong, they're crazy fun. Yeah. And when I say plastic fin, I mean it's like a three inch deep sort of fin. It's not, it's not even a fin. It's literally just enough to give you a contact with the water. Yeah, and, and it was quite a big chunky, messy day. And, you know, I've been surfing shortboard all morning and I took this out and I'm thinking, all I need to do is catch a wave, try and get some sort of turn and, you know, I'm sure I'll do okay. And I remember going down the face and it's probably like a head high wave. I was going down the face. I was going straight down it. Yeah. And I taught my, because I was like, I know I need to put a lot, my technique's not great. So I knew I had to like overemphasize it and exaggerate. And I remember like rotating my body so much that, the only thing that could happen was either the board moved or I just kept continuing the rotation. And that's how <laughs> nothing happened to the board, like not even a, not even a millimeter of difference. <laughs> and I just kept rotating off it. And it must have looked like I was trying to do a pirouette or something. <laughs> see, I think I think that's where one of the main differences. So when when you see people surfing short boards, a lot of the movement comes from the upper body, like you know, like really yeah, turning their upper yeah. body. Whereas on a long board, because it's so big, you've really got to lean into that as well. So you mm. You more or less feel like as you turn on a longboard, you more or less feel like you're going to go off balance. If you know what I mean, right. as you're gonna, okay. it's that fine line. So I think on a longboard, you've got to lean a lot more than you do on a shortboard. So okay. if you see a shortboard on a longboard, their top of their body looks like they're at a rave, and the uh, <laughs> the, the bottom of their body just looks like they're playing musical statues or something. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to the wave, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but I done a board swap with Ben Gravy. He wanted a shot on my weapon. Yeah, and I jumped on his for me. Did I mention that we? I, I, I don't know if you have actually yeah. mentioned that, or <laughs> I, I, I've not seen any stoke from you about it either. No, no, no. So, and that's why when I got on his for me, honestly, I was I felt so pressured. And although that surfing might have looked shit to anyone else watching, like he's literally just going right on a right, like, yeah. Unlike unlike Alan, who goes left on rights, but <laughs> into, the wall, yeah. <laughs> into the wall. Um, but like the fact that I'd done a proper bottom turn, managed to get it back up the face, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And to be fair, because it was on a foamy, so there was something about it felt really genuine. Yeah. And like I was like, I made that happen because I think sometimes on a short board, because it's not difficult necessarily to place a really, especially a short short board, it's not difficult to place it where you want it. Yeah. But a lot of the time, I might get it to the lip and be like, I know I got it there, but I don't know if I've done that on purpose or not, or if I've just ended up being there and tried to react to what's happened. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> but on the phone, I was like, I owned that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. I owned it. You've, yeah, you've really got to move those boards around. But mm. that's why I like, like you see like people like, well, the longboard um, 
uh, competition just been on in the States in Malibu and you see people moving those longboards around like how not easy. And I'm like, I still think, how do you move that like that? Because yeah. it's kind of looks like you sort of, the way you do a kick turn on a on a skateboard, if you know what I mean, you put your foot nope. on the, like pressure <laughs> on the back and then move yeah. it around like that. I've tried that; it doesn't work. The back just sinks, and I'm like, how how do you move it like that? The thing like, is, I, you know, I, I'm not a longboardist, but I can appreciate fucking talent. Like, and the way I yeah. see these really good longboarders stuff, like Ben Skinner, what he does on a longboard that most people couldn't do on a shortboard, you know? Yeah. It's mental. And I always find as well, you know when people walk the board on a longboard? Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm just looking at it different, but especially when it's somebody really good and knows what they're doing, it almost looks more that they're not necessarily walking the board, but they're pulling the board back towards yeah, them. Yeah, no, that, I know what you mean, yeah, that, yeah. Is yeah, that a thing, or does sense. it just look like that? I think I, you're asking the wrong fucking person, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a long board. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can just barely stand on the thing. That's You've it. Got whiplash. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. I, I knew it all before I got whiplash. I forgot it all. Yeah, now. there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I, no, I don't. I think it's the way you move, like by jumping backwards, then the board sort of coming in and out of the wave. Mm. So when you walk to the nose, you you walk. Yeah, you're if you look the at the board. The board goes sinks yeah. right back into it. And as you walk back, it's sort of pulling it back out. So mm. I think it's more to do with the, your weight, where your position is on the board of your weight is how much will be in or out of the water sort of right, thing. Okay. Like that. That's, that's, that's my sort of rough man, it's great. Uh, you know, fair, fair play. It is crazy impressive. And honestly, when I saw your board covered in that grip, gripped, it made me want to go take my longboard out of the bag and just touch it. And then put it back in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't say it made me want to surf my longboard, but it made me want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that board's it. not been wet for about two years. Well, you need to take it out, man. Well, I, I went to take it out last week, didn't I? And uh, because I was, you know, some things are going on at home, I couldn't find the fin <laughs> yeah so i packed it and then i couldn't find it and i found the fin yesterday actually it was exactly where it should have been as well the only place i didn't look <laughs> well you know it's always the last place you look isn't it it's always the last place you look well you wouldn't look find it and keep fucking looking would you <laughs> that? that? you gotta guess who that is that's lee evans I, i'm the coach i see 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 yeah, yeah it's yeah. lee evans yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so man i think we should uh we should do some catch-up stuff because there's actually a lot happened since we've you know spoken caught up yeah and i think but, um, we should take it back to boardmasters yeah boardmasters yeah you went to boardmasters didn't you i, I sure went to boardmasters with old t-rex arms and um we got because it was kind of a last minute thing obviously Alan, if you don't know who T-Rex Arms is, adrenaline athlete. He's our Olympic strength and air conditioning coach. That's <laughs> <laughs> my new favourite. He's got, he's actually, fair play to him, he's got an article in the... Um... Inertia, which I filmed, I know. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's got he's, a... He's uh... doing, you know, and for me, it just, it's another testament to his credibility, you know, because as much as we take the piss... Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. You know, thing is, it, if he if he was really shit at what he did, we probably wouldn't take the piss. It's like it's like I've got a friend that says <laughs> yeah. that they said I know when I've put weight on because people stop making fat jokes at me. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, yeah, it's that same sort of thing. Yeah, it's, totally. Um, it's that totally. thing. If he was if he was really shit, we'd just be like. Yeah, probably. And it's funny because Alan's got he's got such a dry sense of humor. It's easy to forget the level uh, you know he operates at literally yeah. the highest level with athletes. 
and he'll say just the stupidest shit, like it was dry sense of humor. But yeah. then he'll say something really serious, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot you're actually really good at what you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, to get that 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 article, which um, is going to be part of a three piece thing, yeah. is amazing. It's really good, and and I think it's highlighting the importance of training. If somebody like me I don't get in the water loads, but yeah. actually, you know, I've seen such benefits to his program. And not just in the water, I'm talking about, in, you know, my job and running and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's been amazing. So we last minute went down to Boardmasters and obviously Alan was down there to support, you know, the, the UK surfers that he supports, you know, Lucy, yeah. Luke Dillon, Logan. Um, and it was really cool seeing him and his element do that because I know we, me and him do that together. Yeah. But it was good to see him do that with these athletes on the beach and to see how much more he offers than just being a strength and air conditioning coach yeah. because he gives them such a, a, a good mental space. Like, and I, I know he kind of is reluctant at times to maybe get over-involved and overstep the mark. Yeah. But when somebody's on the beach and they're maybe not getting that kind of emotional support, pre-heat, yeah. post-heat, warm-up, whatever it might be, you know, the fact that, like I say, he operates at such a high level, he recognizes all of that. So he he he's involved in more ways than I think a lot of people realize. And, you know, I'm genuinely stoked to 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 work with him and, and be a mate because it's it's epic, genuinely epic. Um, so we went down last minute and uh, I managed to get some accommodation. We didn't bother booking into like the festival and whatever. It's like, I don't know, like 300, 400 quid for like a Halford's tent for a night yeah. with no showers yeah. and stuff. I managed to find us some amazing accommodation for the for a week seven days and it cost four pounds 76 for the whole <laughs> week and i can't say what that is but those that know will know and obviously you know i made alan split the cost of that obviously because you know i'm i'm not a mug <laughs> split it and we um we were in this accommodation i didn't know what the bed situation was going to be so it might have been a couple of singles a double i don't know so i took like this luxury um Airbed, you know, like memory foam airbed yeah, thing you've got. It's yeah. got like a memory foam topper and stuff. It's proper expensive as well. And I was like, well, I'll have that just in case. So we got down there, we got down there like stupid o'clock at night. And then you've got the sound of yeah. waking up everybody else in this accommodation. Uh, and Alan was on this airbed. Oh, big time, yeah. Alan was on this airbed. And I remember it was so hot. You know, bold masters, it was still, you know, proper summer. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's miserable. And, uh, I remember waking up at like three in the morning, I was like crazy hot. And I remember because the, the air bed was right next to the bed I was on. Yeah. And I was remember looking over and thinking, where's Alan? Like he wasn't there. And I was like, what? And I thought, oh, he's, maybe he's just taken the keys and gone out and slept in my van because it was so hot, pulled the bed down in the van. And yeah. I was like, fair, it's a bit weird, but fair enough. And then I went, like an hour later, I just heard this rustling. And I was like, oh, he's obviously come back. And I looked over and he wasn't there. I'm like, where is he? And then I just saw this hand literally like <laughs> punch through the airbed where it's obviously got a slow puncture and he's been engulfed either side, but like wrapped in the memory foamness of it. There's this hand like, you know, it's like Ace Ventura. He's like, yeah. <laughs> kind of hot in this rhino. He's <laughs> like, help me. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to sleep in the van for the rest of the week, which if I'm honest, I didn't tell him was bliss because I had like such a nice breeze blowing through and he'd have been oh, sweating his tits off. But oh, man, amazing. we were like, it was great. And we would, you know, just to get a, a parking spot at South Fistral, 
we were getting up at like four, half four every morning, heading yeah. down. So we've got like prime parking on south. So he can then go support his athletes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he got good surfing while you were there as well, didn't he? Well, we got loads of surfs in, to be no, fair. I mean, the one where you saw your mate at the bar. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like, oh, well, this must have been like day three. And I was like, he was just supporting his athletes. I was supporting him, supporting his athletes. And, yeah. you know, I was sort of free surfing here and there. And, you just went for the jolly, basically. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, I just did <laughs> some filming and stuff for Alan. And, um, yeah, so I, I was with him all day, you know, just, you know, doing whatever. And I was like, man, I'm going to, my batteries had died on the camera. And because it was so far away at South. I just walked about with my stabilizer and everything in the camera, but with no battery in it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go get another battery. So I remember walking back up and I was halfway back to South Fistro up on this, uh, up, up the bit that walks along the dunes, you know, as a pathway yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And um, my mate Dean had called, he was down and I was trying to hook up with him. And he was like, oh, where are you? I was like, oh, I'm just walking back to South. I was just in the, the beach bar all day. And he went, oh, I'm in here now. I was like, Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm just off to get a new battery. I'll come back, give me like half an hour, 40 minutes, and I'll be back. And I remember getting, it was still, the comp was still on, but at North Fistral, it was a mess. So it was chunky, yeah. it was a mess. And I remember the closer I got to South, the cleaner it seemed to get. Yeah. And then the more defined these lines got. And I remember thinking, I've got enough footage. Like, I don't really need to film anything else today. <laughs> and then I text you, and I, I now remember what you're on about. Um, and I was like, I got up to the van, and I'm looking, and I was like, I've got like the new battery in one hand and I'm looking at the wave thinking, man, that's the best I've seen since we've been in Yuki. So I text Alan, I was like, mate, I'm I'm getting in, I'm not going to come back. He's like, I tell you what, he said, I'll I'll head back, I'll just finish up and I'll head back. So I got in and ended up surfing with Sam from Surf Grip. Yeah. Surf Grip, it was the first time we'd we'd met and it was cool sharing some waves and some stories. And uh, man, it was so much fun, honestly. It was like head high, really punchy. It was just a lot of fun, but it's high tide at Fistro and it's crazy dumpy as well. You yeah. just get pounded when that yeah. wave breaks, man, and you're in the wrong place. It is a pounding. I forget how much of a pounding you can get there. And um, then it just died off. You know, the tide just killed it. I mean, like out of nowhere, went from everything to nothing, like as quick as that. Yeah. And I remember going back up to the van and literally as I was like, I don't know, 25 meters away from the van, walking up the stairs at South, the van was parked by the toilet. And I just saw, cause I was like, is someone in the van? And I just saw my sliding door open in the van. And there was Alan appearing, wetsuit on, pulling his bald out the van. And I was like, oh, mate, it's done. It's done. <laughs> he was mortified. <laughs> he was so gutted. <laughs> I didn't even feel bad because I had such a good stuff as well. <laughs> such a good time. But... I love that, that thing. And I've noticed more and more that thing you said before about it's the only sport where you can just leave mid-conversation. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. people doing it. And like, every time someone does it now, like to to me or to anyone else i find it absolutely hilarious it is really and, funny uh, like you wouldn't just yeah. leave a conversation but conversation but yeah when, when i was down in um Thornton the other day i met two of the guys that um listen to the show and stuff which is uh mm. uh um monode and kb photo and I don't, okay. both oh, of them okay. do, yeah, okay yeah. Before, yeah so kyle yeah both of them do um surf photography and both of them do some real good stuff actually mm. They're worth checking out on the old Instagram. Absolutely. But well, we got, we had, I mean, it was small at the start of the week and then it started building up at Boardmasters. But I think we surfed every day somewhere. And I remember, I can't remember where we went, but we ended up off surfing with a guy called Ben from Lift Coaching, who basically is a mirror image of kind of 
Alan, what, what he does, yeah. you know, um, working at a really high level. And them two are together, man, they're, they're going to kill it. But I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, I'll leave that to them. Um, so we went and surfed a spot and it was great, man. Got like a boldies surf. First time I've done that this year, just surfing in boldies in the UK. It's always nice to do that. Yeah. Like, and now we're max. That was kind of, that was it. And then the wind picked yeah. up, you know, and got cold. And like, and actually it was quite nice to test surf gripped in, in, a, in just in my boldies because yeah. I'm, I now know I've tested it in every possible condition that I will ever surf, including yeah. bare skin. And the fact that it ripped my nipples clean off tells me it works. <laughs> like his stem nipples were stuck to that board. Every time I popped up, they were there like pulling balloons. <laughs> have you have you surfed the gripped in the cold winter in Scotland yet? Yes, because you I got are. it in, I think I got it in November last year. All right. So um, I've been yeah. waiting. So it's, Actually, it's for been me, in freezing and hot mm, conditions and it works fine in both. Yeah, the thing is for me, the thing I was waiting to test was actually summer. Because oh, right. I was, I, I've been using it when it was cold. And I've been using it in boots, and obviously boots offer more traction anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to get it in summer, man, it's been perfect. So yeah, so so boardmasters, uh, and I think it's worth highlighting, right? That yes, it's a UK event, right? So you're going to expect a massive contingent of UK surfers attending, which is fine. But the fact is. These surfers have still got to turn up. They've still got to perform. They've still got to compete, and they've still got to progress. Yeah. Like in the in the men's open, there was four UK surfers in the quarterfinals. Uh, we had Pat Landon Dark made the semis, um, and Job Harris, who hasn't worn a jersey for four years, came yeah. third in the men's. Yeah. And that's that's incredible. Like highlighting the level of talent that we actually have. Yeah. Ben Skinner, you know, he, he came second in the longboarding. Lucy Campbell made the, the semis of the women's. And again, in the quarterfinal, Emily Curry, Ellie Turner and Alice Barton, all in the quarters, like I say, yes, it's a UK event, but to, to turn yeah. up and get that far, like yeah. these guys deserve all the kudos they can possibly get. Same with little Craig McLachlan. Um, yeah. He made the finals in the under-18s, but he also made it through his first heat and his first yeah. ever time competing in a, in a QS event. As a you know, as an adult in the open, like, yeah. to get through a heat, like some big names went out in the first heat, and I know he would have wanted to do better, but I don't think he realised how big a deal that is. Yeah. So I just think you know, this is an exciting time to be a UK surfer. Like we just had, what else went on? You had the um, in Huntington Beach, the the World Surf Games, the yeah. Olympic pathway qualifying event. Yeah, like again. Loads of surfers out there representing for Team GB, but I think it would be rude of me not to highlight Luke Dillon because, man, he is surfing like a man possessed at the minute. He is surfing. And I've always had so much time for how Luke surfs. And the fact he's a proper nice bloke as well. But his... Like he generates power from nothing. I remember the first time I seen him surf in person, and I was out like getting, I was actually getting a lesson, um, and I, I was like, "Bloody hell, what was that?" And I thought like a, a fucking torpedo had just gone past, like <laughs> bang, top, bottom, like spray everywhere. He's surfing so well, and he made it so far as well through like the repercharge rounds. I don't even it was like I don't know, it was really far. I can't remember what round he got, yeah. but and again, he's just won the the British uh, Cup as well in in Wales like that man how the fuck he does not have a major sponsor baffles me if you're listening to this now and you work for a business a brand an organization that's looking to expand looking to get brand exposure 
this guy has not got a major sponsor. Fucking hook him up. Get amongst yeah. it and, you know, fund some of his, fund some of his events, yeah. fund some of his travel, flights, expenses or whatever. Get your sticker on his board and he'll give back, I'm sure. And that's not me putting words in his mouth. Like, these people deserve this. And this goes, you know, same for the rest of them. There's, yeah. At the minute, there's a few surfers I'm trying to help out to get major sponsors. And I'm not, it doesn't matter who they are. Um, but and I'm doing that because of the amount of time they've shown me. And I am happy to give my time back to try and help them out. I'm not saying yeah. I'm going to get them a sponsor, but I am doing everything I can and reaching out as best I can. And in fairness, you know, I'm a shit surfer and I've managed to get myself sponsored, you know, many times. And I yeah. think it's just all about the approach. You know, these people are already super credible in what they do. Yeah. So, yeah, fucking sponsor these people. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, And again, just going back to it, how well we are able to produce talent. And, you know, I know we speak about, you know, wave pools all the time. And yes, most countries or surf countries are going to have the same sort of facilities. But the fact that these surfers can then go train the technical over and over and over and over again, and the fact that we can already compete at that level, it's just going to explode. It's going to explode, you know. Yeah. So that was that was boardmasters and everything like that that's been going on. And uh we've also got a thing planned, haven't we, that we're gonna try and get into next year. Yeah, we've got we've got a few things actually we want to do. And one's obviously the UK surf show Road Trip motherfuckers. Road trip <laughs> Road tripping. Uh, which I think's a great idea. So the, the, I guess the simplistic idea is that we plan on meeting a load of people surf related or whatever yeah. it might be. Um, we're going to try and get a camper van from somewhere and we're just going to bomb round over what it, whether it be a week, a weekend, whatever it is, yeah. as much of the UK as possible, meet up. And we want to try and do as much of it as we can for free because um, it's obviously going to cost us a fortune. So if there's any any companies, again, that want to get on board and want to feed us, want to put us up for the night and stuff like that once we plan out where we're going to go. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that would be crazy. Good. Yeah. We'll try and surf with people, we'll just do stuff with people. And whatever it is they actually do is their profession or their thing involved with surfing, we'll, we'll get involved with that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a good one to look forward to. So that's uh, something in the pipeline. Mm. Um, and... What's the other thing? You've, you've gone blank. I know what it is, but I'm going to see if you remember it. No, go on, tell me. Frogs turning. No, don't. <laughs> no, so what we were thinking is that we were speaking about this, and we've spoken about this a few times. Every beach, every surf spot, like you, you go in the UK, there must be somebody at your beach that is like an absolute local legend. Not yeah. just because they might be a good surfer, they just might be a hero of the surf. You know, they might have yeah. done something. I don't know. They might arrest a working a class hero. A working class hero. They might have, re- like, I don't know, rescued a dolphin from a whale. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. But <laughs> these people. <laughs> it's me going, yeah, I didn't actually register what you said. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these people exist everywhere. And I know so many of them in my local spots and stuff. So what we want, we want to hear from you, the world that listens to this show. Hey, hey, we, we, we've got good listeners in the USA and Australia now as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I might have to do a transcript because you've spoke a lot on this one just so they can uh, understand what you've been saying. Yeah, fair one, yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. I don't know if you wanted to give them a pur- purple burglar alarm. A curly, whirly, purple burglar alarm. People <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck just happened, man? <laughs> so that's the idea. So get in touch, whether it be in the comments, the DMs, through the UK Surf Show, through me, Scottish Surfer, and just let us know who these people are. But, you know, let us know 
why they're a local legend because suddenly we're contacting somebody called Steve and he's like, I don't even surf, mate. <laughs> and yeah. you've just stitched us right up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it'd be good actually to hear about people and to get them on the show. So like we were going to mm. say, weren't we, if, if you've got any ideas of like who you want to speak to, because we've got an idea of who we want to speak to and I think it's gone pretty well throughout the different episodes and different like variation of people. But if there's anyone you think, oh, they should speak to them, send us a message like on the yeah. Instagram or email or whatever and say, oh, you should check this person out or whatever. And, you know, like especially like local people to your areas that are doing things and making a difference. Like I like to, speaking to people like that because mm. it's not someone that's out there that loads of people already know loads of stuff about them. Like I loved talking to Ben Gravy, but I was very mindful of going into that, that he's been asked so many questions and so many mm. people know stuff about him already. That's why I wanted to go more blind with it. Probably never been called a dick before, though. Yeah. On a podcast. (laughs) I didn't actually call him a dick. I said I thought he was going to be a dick. Just because, like, the jackassy stuff. Depends how I edit it. Yeah. I've met people people before that have been, like, jackassy sort of people. And you go away going, yeah, you're a complete dick. But Mm. he was the nicest guy I think I've met. Ever. Yeah, no, it was, it was quality <laughs> ever. Yeah, but, yeah, no, no. So we think these little—I mean, there could be many series of these yeah. people coming on. Could be like a news round, or just could be stuff that's happened in your area, like really relevant to surfing. Yeah. Like, like yeah. it'd be, be good to hear back because, like Pete said, you know, we talk, but we want to know what you want to hear as opposed to us just waffling shit. Because most of the time, neither of us know what's about to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? It, you, anything that comes out of your mouth is just to make you laugh. If it makes anyone oh, else laugh, yeah, it's yeah, a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and I genuinely believe that. The amount of times in my life people have been like, I can't believe you're laughing at your own joke. And I'm like, yeah, but when I said it, it came as as much of a surprise to me as yeah. it probably did to you. <laughs> and it was funny. And to be honest, I don't care if no one else laughs. As long as I laugh, yeah. mission accomplished. And if yeah. anyone else laughs, it's a wee bonus. That's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I tell you what, there's some big changes this week as well. Yeah. I mean, it's my birthday on, uh, what, Sunday? So obviously my birthday will have been in the past since this has come oh, out. Oh, yeah, this will come out. So happy birthday for yesterday. For yesterday, yeah. For that, when this and, comes out. Uh, that'll be me 30, the big three. <laughs> yeah, 30. Hey, listen, we live in a day and age I can be anything I want, so I am yeah. 30. Yeah. Uh, so 40 on Sunday, like, what the shit? What yeah. is that? Yeah, that's it. Game over. Return to Energizer. <laughs> Return to Longboarding. Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. step closer. Yeah. Um, but we went, um, my mate at work just planned this random day out, and we went, what did we go? Went to York. Day before yesterday, and went to an escape room. I've never done yeah. that before. Yeah, it was actually it was actually quite a lot of fun. We've done the hardest one. It was the Valhalla. Obviously, three of us in there. I'm here, so you know yeah. I, they've got a time limit. They have to let you out eventually. So it's a win-win. Um, I did say, like, why don't we just not turn up? Therefore, if you didn't put yourself in a position in the first place to be, you know, captured, then you've already escaped. So we'd phone up, we'd, we'd pay the 20 quid and then never turn up. That seems like a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? In that escape room, I, what I felt like, I felt like, I felt like the person 
<laughs> was just putting in combinations to locks that other people had broke the code for. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's done the work, and I was just putting in combinations. I was like, I'm not sure how helpful that was in here. Yeah. You just want to, you, know, you just want to learn lock picking, don't you? And just turn up to one of them and just go, duk, 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 duk. yeah, write them out. See you later. You know, I, I went on a course once in Brecon, and it was like these four man rooms we were staying in. Yeah, and uh, you have these metal cages so you can lock and secure your kit because you don't know who the fuck's cutting about. And uh, one of the lads had locked his, he locked his padlock, or sorry, the key inside his locker. Yeah. And he was like, right, I'm going to be that guy that goes to the guard room and asks for the bolt croppers because every guard room holds a set of bolt croppers because yeah. it's just stupid shit squaddies do. And he was like, right, I'm going to go to the guard room, get the bolt croppers. And this is like the first week. So none of us knew each other, all from different units. And this lad just went, oh, don't worry, I've got a lock picking kit here. And honestly, <laughs> for the entire morning, the rest of the blokes in the room were like, oh, sound, that's cool. And I was like, none of you found that weird that he's coming a course with people he doesn't know with a lock-picking kit. And they were like, no, that it worked out really well, didn't it? And I was yeah. like, no. <laughs> that's well, so odd. A criminal. <laughs> Fucking criminal. Yeah. And then what did we do? We went, so we done that, and then we went um, indoor axe throwing in York. Oh, nice. That's a thing. Yeah. That's a thing. And I tell you what, they don't like it when you take it on the street. York City Centre, <laughs> they don't like it at all. No. I tell you what, it was actually pretty fun. And the guy, the guy that was hosting it, I can't remember his name, but he had like a you know a checkered shirt and a beard. Big beard. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You yeah could, like, I like a lumberjack, yeah. In a in a coat, yeah. Yeah. He was. I remember the first time we went in, and it's it's in like a range, right? And me and the lads that were there, we're all like weapons instructors, and we run like ranges without boring you with army stuff. Yeah. So you know we do that stuff. And it, it was like quite funny hearing his sort of terminology and stuff. But the first time we went in and launched an axe, he was like, right, fuck off, get out, next. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and actually, straight away, I loved it. And I love people that just, that's part yeah. of the sort of theme and the vibe. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. off, get out. That's, yeah. like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and I absolutely nailed it. Yeah. I was all over it. And um, yeah, so another big change. Should I talk about this? I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, I've got. I, I should. I guess I should be professionally careful of what I say because, you know, I could still get charged. <laughs> yeah. So, on, I've now been in the army as it stands, twenty-one years, ten months. Yeah. It's fair to say that's a pretty long time. That is my whole adult life. You've been in the army longer than you haven't been in the army. <laughs> that's devastating to hear. Yeah. <laughs> my soldiers that turn up now out of training are old enough to be my child. Yeah. It's pretty poor. So. After that long, I've I've technically got, I would have had, basically January would have been the period where I start what we call resettlement. That yeah. means I've got two years to, to finish my time. I go away and do courses and, you know, just acclimatize to being a human again yeah. and do courses and stuff like that. So as you know, I've got Crohn's disease. I can't yeah. remember if we spoke about that before, which I've had yeah. for nine years, nine years, um, which is great because it means I can eat what I want and it just keep the clem clean off. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, so... Completely out of the blue, on Tuesday last week, I found out that after 21 years, 10 months, I'm getting medically discharged, effective immediately. Immediately. Nice. You didn't, um, shot, didn't come out of the blue at all, did it? Uh, not at all. Not at all. So it was, basically, it was nine years out of the blue, because yeah. I've had Crohn's for nine years, and you know whether this should have happened then or not, it's not my thing to say. Yeah. Um, this is where I need to be professionally careful. So I'll just leave that there. But yeah, so it was a massive shock. I have got a reduced resettlement period. So I've got basically six months. February the 12th is my last day. But 
uh, a D kit here already. I've got no more army kit left, which was actually quite nice to hand back. I still don't necessarily know how I feel about the situation because it's yeah. not ne- it's not necessarily the situation. It's maybe how how it's come about. That's that, where my gripe lies um, because I've got you know. Like for example, the finances and stuff I've got for my car and whatever else, you know, I like to talk about money, yeah. but like they're based, you know, on the amount of time I had left remaining. So yeah. there's a lot of changes going on, and there's a lot going on at home as well. So the timing is, is probably really good on one instance, but another instance, I need to get a fucking job, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're able to record this at twelve o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> yeah, well, I finished my job yesterday, so that's why I'm yeah, I'm not recording another one at twelve o'clock on a Friday so far. The phone's rang, the doorbell's gone, something's fallen off the shelf. Um, well, I mean, I've got time for the next six months, but to be fair, I'm not just going to sit on my ass. I'm going to give it a month or so, and I'm going to, I need to, I need to just, I always thought when I leave the army, I'll have like maybe six months and just go surf. That would, yeah. you know, just do, do, do me. And I think nobody can take that away from me. I've fucking earned that. It's a long yeah. time. I've, I've stood on enough IEDs and, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I've earned that and, you know, that that's kind of been taken away from me. So I'm kind of just in one and a, back into the other, you know, another job. And man, I sat and looked at jobs on LinkedIn on Friday and I, at the time, I, I'm good with it now, but at the time I wished I hadn't because yeah. it was like, I'm reading these job descriptions and it was all stuff like, I guess stuff I feel like I could drop straight into, you know, social media managers, content creators, stuff that I do anyway. And, yeah. You know, in my job, I do a lot of project management, high risk management and stuff. Um, but the social media stuff was a thing I thought was obvious. And man, when I was look, reading these job descriptions and it was like, you know, this candidate will have this, that and the other. I was like, holy fuck, I am fucked. Like <laughs> there's so much bluff in these things. And yeah. Thankfully, I've, got, I've had some advice actually of T-Rex Arms, who, if you don't know, comes from a corporate background, which maybe yes. where his dry sense of humor comes from, I don't know. Yes. But actually, he's been super helpful and he's helped me actually realize what I'm reading. So maybe I'm not as screwed as, as I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. But I've got a bit of time to sort it out. But yeah, massive change, man. Absolutely yeah, massive. Like Just all I've ever known, which is nuts. You're going to have to learn um, to like make your own decisions and everything. Well, man, I tell you what, the army's not the army I joined. You wouldn't believe the pressure the soldiers are under at the minute. You know, yeah. same amount, same amount of commitments. We not as many people try to do that. But what what I am aware of is because a mate of mine, uh, Dodge, he, I remember him leaving the army, and he well, he got a job in like in pensions or something like that in an office. And uh, I remember him telling me. He was like he'd been working there for maybe like a month, and it wasn't like he was management or nothing, but his role was relying on other people in the office doing their bit first. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was above him. It was just that process. Yeah. And um, it was this guy in his office. It was obviously just fucking lazy bastard. And he would just, it was all the time. He was like, look, mate, I need you to do this so I can do my bit. And he never would. And he obviously just sort of got pissed off with it. And in the army, this is such a throwaway line. I don't know, in an office, apparently not. And he said, that he was just, the guy pissed him off and he hadn't done it. And he just went, as a throwaway comment, went, look, just do your job, you lazy c- and the whole office stopped like the music, like the music stopped like in a bar, you know, in a movie. Yeah. And every like heads just peering over desks, looking in, going, Oh, what did he yeah. just say? And he said it was at that moment he realized he was no longer in the army and he spent about three weeks groveling to keep his job. <laughs> like such a throwaway line in my world yeah. of work as well. Yeah. And he was like, All right, okay. So at least I know that. So I yeah. won't do that. Yeah. I won't that's do all that. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. You haven't been shot. 
Uh, I've been shot at more than enough times. Eh? I just wondered because I know you got like like Kevlar stuff and that. I just wondered if you've ever been hit by anything. I did. Um, I remember lending my uh, in Afghan. I re- lent my day sack, which was sort of set up really well to one of my lads because he was just in shit state to go out on a patrol. Um, radio, you know, ammunition, water, and whatever else in it. I remember a few days after he he gave me it back. I remember just sort of stripping it out and repacking it because it's you know good admin and just finding. I found a round, like a bullet, the tip, the bullet, the bit that actually flies yeah. through the air, just squashed up and smashed inside the day sack. So either me or him had been shot in the day sack, but hadn't, yeah. <laughs> hadn't realised. But yeah, nah, it's funny and being in contact because you can't really, it's it's a funny one to prep for because a, a lot of people will say different things. And I say being in contact, I mean being in a firefight. Because yeah. I remember my first one and... I, I bet you do. In all honesty, I bet you shit yourself the first time it happens, don't you? Well, no, this is the thing. The first time, anyway, my experience, I was with um, the Scots lads and it, it kicked off. We got contacted really close, like machine gun fire, and it was flying everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're just taught to get return fire, get into cover, and start returning appropriate fire. And, um, I remember that's what pretty much everyone else did. They were all like on their bellies, like in the prone position, returning fire. And I was, I just, I don't even, I don't even know if I meant it, but I just played it cool and took a knee, and I got straight on the radio, like on the net. And I was like, I said the call signs, like yeah, contact, wait out. And then I remember being on a knee, like as massive target, which is so not the thing to do. Yeah. And then another burst of like uh, machine gun fire came past. And uh, I was like straight on the on the sand, like digging in with my eyeballs. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I on a knee? <laughs> what am I doing? So yeah, yeah, the first time, the first time it's a it's a nod, it's an odd experience, but after yeah. that, yeah, you kinda you just you just got on with it. In that weird <laughs> in it weird, like still like in the world today, you have to go, yeah, after the first time you get shot at, it's just like normal behaviour then, you know? It's so weird. I find it really weird. Uh, I mean, this this was in Glasgow, though. This was before. It came <laughs> <out>. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuff to do with military stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, so it's nice to know that that's hopefully the end of that. Yeah. And uh, I can get on with my life and just hopefully enjoy surfing. I just want, want everything to work out, you know? Yeah. So, well, I think I don't think we've got anything else to talk about, have we? We probably have, because normally we go afterwards and we go, oh, fuck, I forgot to talk about that, that, that. You dropped the C-bomb, which i got to bleep out now. Oh, you have to bleep that out? Yeah, that's the, only one we, that's the only one I said we won't say, because some people find it very, very offensive. Yeah, but I find but, smoking offensive, and people still do that. Yeah, I know. I find a lot of things offensive, but, well, let's not go into that, that podcast. Oh, shit, do you know what we forgot to talk about? The border. In the northeast, yes, and Saltburn, yes. I'll tell you what, it is disgusting what has been happening. What your leaders, your elected leaders, have been. Why are you looking at me and saying it's like I elected them? You did, you did. No, I did not. Um, That's why you've got the uh, the prime minister on as the next guest. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. what in Liz we trust? She's yeah, in Liz we trust. I'm not going there. She looks like a maniac to me, but I'm not going down that route. Yeah, let's leave that there. But yeah, yeah, no, it's been what's been happening in the water, and I'm sure it's all around the UK, but it's been massively highlighted in the last sort of month or so in the northeast where I surf in Saltburn specifically. And, you know, there's been articles about, you know, sea life dying off and that I think there was some research done by a local uni and um, they, they're suggesting that pollution and dredging 
is to blame for killing off. And it's mass sea life that are dying off. Yeah. And that was done. Who was that done by? Um, it was university scientists. I can't remember the university. Yeah, some of them I, I think anyway. it, someone shared the, I think I saw Sally from Surf Yonder share something about it from the independent or something like that. that posted something about it. Yeah. I can't remember who the actual thing was, but yeah, they reckon these chemicals that were dumped into the, into the rivers or something ages yeah. ago, it sunk to the bottom. They've dredged the rivers and it's all come up and like washed into the sea and stuff, which terrifies you for what you're surfing in. I mean, like um, when I was down in Saunton a few weeks ago, like a few weeks back, it tasted like the water tasted minging. Right. Like, so the, the water actually was, it tasted, it had a funny taste to it. And the only thing I can put that down is to sewage. And it just makes you feel like, Oh, what is no that's nobody should be exposed on. to that you know so um that that the findings that that university i think they presented it to defra and they closed the case and they dismissed it as just a die-off being a natural event all right um as an outcome from an algae bloom which obviously yeah. the wave are suffering with as well <laughs> they've got a huge algae bloom and actually of all the spots i surf like when i surf at home the water is filthy but there's a difference between it being you know brown and cloudy and actually being dirty yeah. and infected that's two very different things you know yeah. you could have super clean water and it could, could be full of all sorts of shit yeah um but every time every time i surf saltburn i end up with like the worst pink eye as if i've been to like a i don't know a stag party and fell asleep <laughs> yeah. like every time i have the worst red eyes they sting i've not i don't think i've got ill from it but yeah. Alan surfed at Tynemouth um, about a month before we went to Boardmasters. And yeah. even now he's still recovering from that. He's been in absolute shit state. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 surfers against sewage or the surfers who are highlighting this and getting surfers against sewage on board to promote it, to promote these things. And in yeah. Saltburn recently has been huge. There has been loads of events um, to try and highlight these issues and, and try and reclaim our seas. Wave to save our seas is what's been happening recently. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that we're able to highlight that. And I think it's been amazing what surfers against sewage have done in, you know, in the last you know, few years, I guess, to to highlight these problems and even to create a U-turn in Parliament yeah. over, I can't actually quite remember what they had said in the first place, but they overturned it and had a U-turn, massive U-turn, yeah. based on this, you know, public pressure which is the point isn't it people should have yeah. a voice and be able to do that um and I'll, I'll couple that though with i think it's amazing what surfers against sewage do um and it's amazing that we've got that platform but i still have a few issues with surfers against sewage um and it's not about you know what it's more about i feel like you know some companies maybe start out as a charity or whatever and they get really big really quick yeah. Yeah. And I feel like some some companies, I'm not necessarily saying this is what Surfers Against Sewage are doing, but they maybe lose sight of what it was they set out to to do at the start. Yeah. And yes, they are they are doing that very thing. But just to put one example of it, where I'm sitting right now that you can't see, because this is a podcast, in my house, looking at the sea, there's no waves coming. Um, it's not a popular surf spot. I pretty much surf it myself. It's on magic yeah. seaweed. So I don't know why somebody added that there a couple of years ago during lockdown. But was it you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, but it's just pictures of me and my kids surfing. Um, I had, there was like a massive film of oil or fuel in the water. Yeah. 
And I remember surfing. It was when you got past the break, there was none of it. But every time you surfed inside, honestly, yeah. like my wetsuit board covered in oil and all sorts of stuff, whatever it was, and it mm. tasted awful. Yeah. Like it was really bad. And I reported it because I didn't know what you do. I reported it to surfers against sewage and they were just like, nah, no interest. And I feel, and this is for me, one of the big problems is that because that's not Fistral Beach, because that's not Bournemouth, somewhere that's really busy, I don't know, um, even Saltburn, it's not a really popular surf destination. They're not yeah. interested. It's not a big It's not a big enough news story is what yeah. I'm saying. And yeah. for me, that's wrong. If it's one person surfs, if it's one person that goes and does open water swimming, otherwise known as swimming, yeah. um, you know, then that that's all that should matter. Shouldn't matter if it's not a big enough news story for you to cover. Fucking yeah. cover it. And yeah. that annoys me. It does annoy me. And I'm more than happy to, like I say, I'm not I'm not trying to put surfers against sewage down because what they do is amazing. They've right. managed to create that U-turn. But that's backed up by surfers actually going out and doing it and then getting yeah. surfers against sewage involved. Oh, I yeah, just definitely. think I don't know how much they give back, you know, and I'm not going to name names. I had two separate groups of friends done two incredible events for surfers against sewage and raised a, a decent substantial amount of money. But in doing so, they put their bodies through fucking torture. Yeah. Like they really did. And I was genuinely so disappointed with it, how little support they got back from yeah. surfers against sewage and doing it. Because yeah, it might not have been, you know, bringing in national national engagement, national press and whatever, but what they were doing was nuts. And like I say, I, I'm not, I don't want to put words in their mouth. This is my, my opinion. Yeah. Surfers against sewage should have been going balls deep to support them people and what they were yeah. doing because they're doing that for, for them at the end of the day to make that establishment or that charity what it is. And it takes the people going out and doing these events to make a, a, a charity like Surfers Against Sewage work. So just support the people. That's all I'm saying. Support the yeah. people that are supporting you. Yeah. Mitch right. and you, you got that off your <laughs> Was yes. one of them the salty sapper that did something? He's a nice fella. <laughs> oh, the old fella. <laughs> yeah. You've been loving that expression, haven't you, this week? Yeah, well, I never realised this. Cause I don't know if we should tell people because it would get people like into trouble, really. <laughs> uh, well, it won't get people into trouble. It will get people banged out. <laughs> yeah, well, there's but that you, too. You've got, you've got one coming. You drop yeah. one more F-bomb on me, <laughs> fella. Uh, I'm sure the Salty Saffa, I, I spoke to him this morning, actually. He sent me a voice memo. He was... Yeah. Uh, I said that he was, he was trying to talk to me. I was like, oh, we're going to record something in a minute. So, um, and we got speaking about how, because he thought we just recorded it and you just put it out there. And I was like, no, no, Pete's got to delete all the bluff and all the ums and ahs and stuff. Yeah. So we decided, and I just remembered now, which is annoying. He was like, well, just try and get as many ums and ahs in as you can, but really inappropriately. Um. Oh, great. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, um, yeah, that totally sidetracked the fella bit, but yeah, all right. Good. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We talked a little bit about surfing. We talked a lot about mm. not surfing, <laughs> but Which yeah, matters. yeah. So we got and, also, um, actually, wait, there's something we didn't talk about. The king was here. Yeah. So big news, like the king was literally in the next town over from me. The, the king. king. What king like, Charles? Uh, I live in Kirkcaldy. Oh, yeah. no, King King Charles came to Dunfermline. That's the other town. But I mean the King, Kelly Slater. Kelly Slater. Kelly the, Slater. The goat. The goat yeah. was in town playing yeah. golf. Pro-am. Quite, I think he won it as well, you know. He's quite good at golf, isn't he? I, I, he, t- he strikes me as the type of guy that is not going to do anything unless he's going to fucking win. <laughs> 100%, yeah. And that's yeah. smart, though. 
that yeah, that would mean I would smart, be in the yeah. house. I would, if I was a, applying that approach, it means I would be in the house never doing anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, he won it, and uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he won it. I'll, I'll confirm that. But um, yeah, really cool to see him. I don't think he got a surfing. I'm confident he got an eye infection. Uh, yeah. as well and had to go home early that was nothing to do with the water yeah, i saw he went to he went to the wave project scotland as well didn't he oh man yeah he did as well yeah that was really cool he actually got involved um my mate rue he runs a uh, wave project in scotland around st andrews and oh man it was so good he went and got involved with the lessons like gave so much of their time he was giving feedback i was seeing him like showing people like these kids where to put their feet on surfboards and stuff and man for somebody like that who's obviously here probably on a schedule his entire yeah. trip to go and do that stuff, I just think what a testament to his character, yeah. you know, um, even though he probably didn't win the Wave Project. Does, no. I'm just going to put some tumbleweed noise in there. <laughs> I was trying to support your joke, but screw you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah so that was cool. The goat in yeah. St. Andrews. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good to see. Like, I like the fact that, you know, essentially he came over for a holiday break and a game of golf and he's still gone out of his way to the amount of people that I've seen got photos with him over here and the amount of people that I've seen uh, he's done stuff with or he's been to do and stuff like that. It's, it's just a testament to how great the guy is really doesn't it interestingly the the first day of the golf I think it was the Thursday I think I had just came that was the week I found all this crap out I think yeah. and I just came home and I Went up and met. I was meeting with my mate Swanee, who's a local longboarder. He's a local legend. Yeah. Um, Why isn't he on we, the show then? Yeah, maybe we could do it. Um, I was meeting up with him, and he was like, "Oh, we're going to go because they go every year, and every year Kelly plays this uh, the, the Dunhill uh, Cup." Yeah. I don't think he's been since COVID, but he normally comes all the time. Um, they normally go and just give him well, not abuse, but they'll just try and chat to him on the fairway. Yeah. And I went up there like half eight. They. I thought we were meeting to surf and they were like, we're going to go golf course first, which is the other beach at West Sands. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go straight to East and see what the waves are like. And they were good enough. No, they actually ended up being shit. It was completely blown out. And uh, no, I'm not, no, no, I did get in. I got in in the morning. They were like, oh, we're actually walking with Kelly now. Like, they walked down the fairway, done like four rounds with them. Yeah. And they, they were walking with his wife. I can't remember his wife's name, but they were just walking and chatting to his wife. Never and again, Kelly would come over and just chat to them. Yeah. Which is as if they were just there, like, is his mate, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. They were like, oh, are you coming over? And I was like, no, I'm going to get in. <laughs> I could have gone and met Kelly Slater and I went for a surf. Yeah. You're going to get <laughs> Kelly Slater on the show? No, I'm going for a surf. Oh, I went for a surf instead. You've got yeah. to take them opportunities when they come up. Yeah, but you know, I would have done the same time. thing. Next time. Yeah, next time. Um, yeah. So, well, I think that is pretty much everything. We've rambled mm. on for long enough. We've had yes. enough disasters in this episode to give me a load of editing. You have. Uh, don't forget to go and find us on the social media channels, on the Instagram, the Facebook, on the line. <laughs> on, on the YouTube as well. On, on the YouTube, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube and also check out our Buy Me Coffee, which is a way you can support the show and help us go on this epic UK surf trip of chatting to people and everything as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anything uh, else you want to mention before? Uh, I guess we'll we, – should we give out these discount codes again? 
You can give out the discount codes if you want. You've got nothing else to do now. You've been dishonorably discharged. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> if you put UK Surf Show 15, you'll get 15% off at Northcore, and that's all uppercase, all one word. And if you're looking for a social media manager, part-time, give me a shout. <laughs> if you <laughs> use the discount code UK Surf Show 22, which is UK Surf Show 22, and that will get you 10% off surface wetsuit as well as using UK Surf Show 10. And that will get you 10% off at Gripped. Surf mm. Gripped. Gripped. Yeah. yeah. And uh, look forward to some more about Surf Gripped because we'll get in the water, use it more, chat about it a bit more. Yeah. And uh, right. Well, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Until the next time, I'm take going care of yourself. You've Mitch moved into his own house. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that is it, isn't it? Mm, yeah. That's till it. The, till the next time, take care of yourselves. Stay classy, San Diego. And each other. <laughs> Just keep talking over each other. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just keep rabbiting on. It's fine.